Here we are with another episode of the High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. How's it going, Sal? Doing wonderful today. Great. Hey, we got a guest in house with us, uh, David Harrell, the interim chair for Precision Ag from Ivy Tech on the Columbus uh, campus. So uh, we brought you in here to highlight a little bit about Ivy Tech and uh, what kind of classes you offer. We're working with you pretty hand in hand with uh, a sprayer certification course we just got approved and. Uh, you know, this kind of stems back, uh, our contact and information with each other stems back to this labor shortage has kind of driven us to this conversation to where we can't necessarily hire folks who have experience doing what we need them to do. And, um, and so uh, reached out to you all knowing you had a simulator, and we'll get into what that is. And uh, it turned out that uh, we ended up being able to, to build a curriculum around uh, folks who wanted to step in and and, and pursue this lifestyle with uh, with either application of crop protection products or fertilizer, and and uh, and you guys helped develop a way to get us to uh, to to that point where we can have some turnkey folks as they come out as they reach their certification levels of uh, the different licenses they must hold and some experience behind the wheel before they get here. So, David, it's great to have you. We thank you for coming and giving your time. So, give us a little background on yourself. Well, I am. Uh a Hoosier lifelong. The only time I've ever left this state, I, I spent a few years in Kentucky doing the, my education. So when I, when I got out of high school, I was one of those that I was completely burned out on high school. Didn't know what I wanted to do. I took a year off and work construction and working construction in Indiana winter is a good way to, to decide college <laughs> is probably a, a good choice. So, because uh, northern so, indiana is cold southern indiana is cold and wet <laughs> yeah exactly. and, and it was one of those winters i swear it snowed every day and you know building houses and having no windows in them and it's 12 degrees outside that's a, that that really motivates you to do something that's uh not so outdoors but uh, i i farm in johnson county and we've got a couple small businesses there both ag related and uh you know, it was the choice back when I went to college, and uh, the program chair, Matt, John, and I both have said that if Ivy Tech would have had an ag program, we both would have been students there. But oh. uh, when I went to college, your choices for agriculture in Indiana, they were Purdue and Vincennes. So when I'm going, okay, I really didn't like high school. What can I do? Where can I go? Well, two years in Vincennes, okay, two years. I, I can tolerate two years, and I found out I like college a whole lot better than I ever liked high school. And that two years goes by real quick, and I start looking at uh, where else can I go, where can I further my degree, and my dad was uh, very much uh, on the education front. You know, he, he never thought you could have too much, so looked all around the Midwest, different colleges, and I settled on Murray State. They were, at the time, doing some research in aquaculture and tobacco and things we just don't see here in Indiana, so I, I you know, I lived corn and soybeans my whole life, so... I thought that was a, a good choice to see something different. And amazingly enough, the winters down there are really, really nice, like 70 degrees all winter. It's not so. horrible. <laughs> it's not horrible. I went down there as well, so, and Bowling Green. So, so come back and uh, spent a little time working in the Soil and Water District and uh, did some private consulting for a while. And when the ag program really kicked off, uh, they were looking for adjunct faculty. I started teaching one precision ag class, which has kind of come full circle back to being the, the chair for the program here that we have started now. And uh, just worked my way through different classes. Of course, I've got a bag, background in agribusiness and economics. So like teaching the, the econ classes and the sales classes. But uh, where we're headed, the, our students, they love the hands-on. They love the ability to stay at home and still help on the farm. And as you all know, the the way our agriculture economy is going, there's only so much room, even on a, a very large operation, for so many uh, 
sons and daughters to come back. So I think with what you all are doing, Premier Ag and the other agronomy companies around, there's tremendous opportunity for these these young folks to to stay involved in agriculture, perhaps still have some time to help mom and dad out in the operation and stay here locally. And we see it not only in the, the agronomy and the crop protection front, but everyone in ag in this state is just begging for labor. And frankly, they're, they're paying some awesome salaries for some jobs. And I, I think part of our labor issue is the, the students, they just don't see the opportunity or don't know about it. They just it. don't know, David. I think they really just don't know. And uh, I think that um, before we get into the to the um, – tell us a little bit about Ivy Tech and the locations, I guess, because that's interesting what you said about uh, students, they love the hands-on, but yet they still want to be connected to the farm and still – so tell us a little bit about the, the locations of Ivy Tech. Well, in Ivy Tech in general, there is a Ivy Tech campus, as we say, within 30 minutes of every Hoosier. Wow. Now, every campus kind of operates uh, as its own little mini college, offering those programs in which that area really desires. Of course, you know, healthcare is a big one across the state. Uh, for agriculture, we've got nine of our campuses that have the ag program and as far as southern indiana we're as far south as it comes so columbus is the kind of the hub for agriculture for the southeast indiana we offer those ag classes at columbus franklin shelbyville on a somewhat regular basis Uh, that's kind of our service area with our campus and the the precision ag programs are at columbus lafayette and Terre haute so uh, it's it's a young program, but it's it's really developed, and we have that flexibility. And you know, I'm talking with Ryan, and we put together curriculum for this course, this applicator course, so we can serve those ag employers and, frankly, any employer across Indiana with exactly what they need for training. And I, you know, when we thought about starting this, um, one of the one of the ideas was to build this into some bit of a lifestyle. And I, I referenced it through a conversation that I had with my son about, you know, what do you think you want to do when you get out of school? And he brought up a, a, a maybe a lineman. And I said, well, I, I've never heard that before. You know, I'm curious to know why you think that. And he began to discuss that, well, there's a schooling that you go through, necessarily not have to have any experience, go through the schooling, come out with a high high percentage of placement rate uh, and a good, and it'd be a good paying job. And I said, well, I think we can do that. And his comment was sort of kind of, why don't you tell somebody about it? And yeah. so, you know, so I think there's a lot of people who don't know how to get into what we do. And uh, and, and then to build a lifestyle, and I, I, I won't call myself a welder, but I welded for uh, as a living for a while. And, and that is a lifestyle. And I just think, how do you make some of these jobs – into lifestyles. I mean, you get people who are proud of what they do. Linemen are proud of what they do. Welders are proud of what they do. And how do we get this application type um, career into a lifestyle? How do we make people? And one of the things that you can do to do that is to certify someone. Now you make an educational effort, and then you become certified and and build. Hey, I I invested time and effort into into these certifications and. And I do something not everybody does. And that was kind of the basis for the conversation that we had. So uh, you were gracious enough to invite me up and uh, I got a chance to drive the simulator. And so I guess we'll start there as we begin the sprayer certification conversation. 
tell us a little bit about how you built this curriculum and and what it's gonna how it's gonna prepare folks coming out. Well, and that was a, a two way conversation, of course, with with you all. We know that in Indiana, if you're going to be a commercial applicator, you need to have that Category 1A licensure. You have to, if you're going to put fertilizer on, have the Category 14 licensure. And that's, I don't want to say as easy as taking a test, but it comes down to taking a test. But you need to have the background, the, the knowledge and the experience to take that test and take it appropriately. I, I'd, I'll be real honest, the first time I took the 1A, I didn't pass it. And, and I was in a... Uh, a crops class at the time so uh having that experience myself with going through the these exams i think is going to be a great asset Uh, having the time to put uh, these potential employees and these students in a simulator before we put them out in a field where there are things to bump into and equipment that's uh worth you know a couple hundred thousand dollars to to tear up they're more than that now david (laughs) Well, they can do a couple hundred thousand dollars damage. Really yeah, there easy. you go. Yeah, yeah they yeah. can do that. They can easily do that. I but think our last ones were six plus. I so. think so. And, you know, Ryan, he said the, some seat time, not a lot on that simulator, but I can tell you it's as real as you can get uh, without actually being in the field. There's obstacles. The the seat moves. It shakes. It, it knocks you around a bit when you bump into things or uh, – it's even uh, it, it calculates uh, your performance as an operator for coverage, and it counts every stop sign you run and every time you speed through a neighborhood and how many obstacles you bump into. So it's not only just a, a video game, but it's also quantitative. I'm not saying, hey, you did a pretty good job. The computer's saying, yeah, you didn't do such a you're great terrible. job on this one. <laughs> you're you're a terrible, terrible applicator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You could tear a lot of stuff up on it and not do a very good job spraying all in the same pass if you want to. The last last time I was in a uh, spray truck, Ryan, the um, this was the last time I uh, tore the boom off in the parking lot. I hit a tree alongside the uh, driveway there as I was going into the into the plant, and I had the guys cut that tree down the same day with a chainsaw. But I tore one of the booms off right there. I the can't imagine you're not still parking. spraying. I, that's what I. Other than that one incident, I thought I was doing an awesome job. <laughs> Oh my! So your your uh, your spray applic- uh, simulator. Um, how did you build a? How did you build this curriculum around that as being a piece of it? So you might want to talk about what what kind of curriculum does this look like? What, when somebody wants to sign up for this, what are they gonna what are they gonna learn? Uh, this is gonna be. It's a new class. It's gonna be. It's the acronym is PAET for Precision Ag Equipment Technology, and the course number is one ten. This course has been built around not only seat time in the simulator but we do have uh, all the curriculum to go through the 1a and the category 14 Uh, it's one of those i'm one of those people i could probably sit down and read the book and go take the test tomorrow and other people need to learn in various ways so we're going to have things in the classroom over an eight-week period along with uh some seat time. Uh, the nice thing about the simulator, it does build on. It starts with as simple as let's drive from the plant to the field. Just navigation on the road. Uh, it's in. We have the ability to do uh, virtual reality. I can tell you that uh, our salesman warned us if we if we use that virtual reality, I have a trash can nearby because he oh. says it makes people motion sick very easy. But, wow. Uh, you know I that, didn't do that part. <laughs> oh, we'll save that for the next time you're there. <laughs> 
<laughs> so a little bit of book work and then uh, the that simulator, it builds on seat time. So from simple navigation from the plant to the field, uh, it goes through uh, crop navigation. It'll actually count every corn plant you run down. So, yeah. Wow. We, and uh, we're going to tie that with actual operation too of of getting them in an actual machine. And and I think we talk a lot about what what this thing does in the field, but there's a lot to be calculated into how risky it is to run a twelve or fourteen foot wide piece of machinery down a twelve foot road. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of a lot of discussion and a lot of operational practice around just road travel because that's a lot of it and it's it's terrible at times the roads that we travel with these machines on so yeah and huge liability for from premier's ag standpoint and and I, you know i'm i farm i move equipment on some roads that we probably shouldn't be on and you know haybine coming down some of those county roads i'm as wide as the road and trying to deal with traffic so I got that firsthand knowledge and every day it's, it's kind of a pucker factor when you pull out on the highway with something anymore because people on their cell phones and just not paying attention to traffic. So hopefully by giving uh, these newcomers to the process, a little bit of seat time and, you know, on the other day I was on it and I hit a street sign and I felt it in the seat. The thing, <laughs> thing shook me when I hit a street sign and it was, I thought I was far enough away and I just wasn't. So I think it's a great opportunity for someone who perhaps hasn't had any farm equipment experience or being on the road in these things to, to get some seat time before they do go out. And at our, our last meeting with the curriculum committee, we stuck some first timer, never been around agriculture equipment period on it. And they took to it very quickly uh, with some, some short instruction. Of course, it's not going to get into all the finite of how do we do clean out and all that that's where we need the real machine sitting there and we can train for those things as well. Cause you all know that that carryovers uh, can be a problem if, if things aren't done right. Yep. I was uh, talking to a young man and uh, he was in high school and wasn't really sure what he was wanting to do. And I talked to him about being a, uh, a professional applicator, custom applicator coming out of high school. And I told him about some of the experiences he could get. And I one of the neat things for me about choosing that lifestyle or that career path was, and I explained to him, is that you can go places that nobody else gets to go around these fields, by river bottoms, I mean by rivers. I mean, you're, on, you're going to the back parts of places that no one else is allowed to go, either in a pickup truck or anything else. And it is, you get to see more country, uh, more ground than anybody else at the plant or probably in the industry, even the salespeople, because you're getting to cover all of it. And tell us a little bit about the, I guess we can probably put a picture up of the simulator. And you've got farming experience and experience spraying. And so what do you think one of the biggest challenges is for a, for a young person when they're trying this out? Uh, what do you think as far as using the simulator? What do you think one of the hardest parts for them to navigate is? Well, for me personally, I don't have a big sprayer. We're, we're a small farm. We still run a pole type sprayer. It, it gets done when I need to get done, but you, I think this is set up on 120 foot booms. So looking out, trying to keep out each side, each window of where that boom tip is, what it's doing. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge because you get concentrated on what's happening on the right side. And all of a sudden the left side's hitting a telephone pole that you didn't realize was, was there. And it, it, it comes as close to the real thing as possible. Uh, I think there's a few nuances with it where, you know, me coming from someone who's had seat time, 
I, I'm a little bit more cognizant of everything going on, but the, the newcomers, when they are, you have to think three steps ahead on everything you're doing, especially an application of where am I going to make my end rows? Where am I going to turn? I think as they get more and more time in that seat, that those things are going to come to their head. Um, I've seen your all's applicators and the way in which they move through a field, the speed at which they do it. They're, they're already thinking, where is my next pass? Uh, David, don't mention speed because they, sometimes we get told to slow down quite a bit. And we got one people, some of some of the people are telling them to hurry up and some slow down. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right though. A machine, it doesn't seem like you're going very fast when it's 12 miles an hour, but when it's that big and covering that much ground, it just, it feels like you're flying, especially in standing corn. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, classroom work, they're not going to be without some classroom work. And one of the, one of the things that we discussed when we set this up was, um, let's make sure that if someone comes into this certification straight out of high school, it says, I just don't want to go to school anymore. I want this certification. I want to take off and get into the work world. And, and the thought was, well, there needs to be some classroom work. There needs to be some, some learning that's not necessarily involved in just the operation of a machine. And, and one of the things that we talked about was what if we get somebody in there and they want to take these courses or they take these courses and they say, man, I kind of like this, such as yourself. You use that example um, yourself. So what classroom, how did, you, how did you figure out what classes to put them through as well, uh, their, their actual classroom learning opportunities? Well, we've got that soil fertility class, which ties back to some of those plant operations. Uh, that was one of my favorite things I did as a college class, I, I'm the math person. I do. I love the analysis of here's where we need to be, or here's our soil test and here's our yield goal and doing all those calculations. So we're in an age with supercomputer in your pocket, clickety click and Oh, it'll tell me, but what happens when there's no internet or the apps broken? You, we still need that. Can you bring out a piece of paper and a calculator and do the math? So the soil fertility class, of course, if we're going to be doing spraying, uh, we've got the plant pest ID class where we're going to look for weeds in the field. So when you've got that operator pulls in the field and they're getting ready to, you know, bomb it with 2,4-D, oh, this weed will not control with 2,4-D. So they, they need that on the fly ability to call back and say, we need to change this chemical or we need to make another application or I have seen X, Y, and Z in this field that we're not controlling. So you keep your customers happy. And the biggest part of, like Ryan hit on, of this is these four classes, they lead to this certification. Hopefully it leads to some really awesome operators for you all and potentially for other companies across Indiana. This lays into our precision ag degrees. It lays into our regular associate of applied science ag degrees. So it's not a dead end. It's a stepping stone. And I truly believe that we're going to get some that are going to get in and go, hey, this is a lot better than what I did in the past, or I like this style of learning, or this is really interesting. How do I move on? What What's my potential future here? And what we see, and I'm sure you all have noticed too, an 18-year-old doesn't think about 20 years from now. They think about next month, next year. Uh, at some point, your body's going to say, I got to get out of this machine, or I don't want to work 20 hour days. I want to do sales. I want to do something at the plant. I want to be in a leadership position. So hopefully it's a stepping stone to, to build a future of this industry for those students and a, a future long-term career. There's some that may say, I just want, I love spraying. I love being out in the field. I love seeing the wildlife and all these different places. 
and some are going to go at some point, I need some home time with the family or, you know, I want some sort of more regular hours or some other, some other avenue with the company. So it, it's not a dead end. It, it's a, a starting place. Sounds good. That's what that's uh, I tell you, it sounds so positive. I'm really glad that you took the initiative and, and thought about developing a class. I know Ryan, you've been involved in it. And, uh, I really, I think we're going to put, uh, some of our applicators through in a, in a, uh, pilot. Or- yep. Yeah. Sort of a beta test to send them through and, and, uh, let us know what they think about it as well. So, uh, these are ones that would be newer to our system and, and, and similar to what we, what we are targeting from the high school level. And I think what we've talked about as far as schedule, that uh, second eight weeks, we're, we're on eight-week terms in the fall and spring. So you're looking at October through December, second eight weeks in the fall, and then what we call our spring semester, so January through March in the spring. It gets you all out of your busy time. It it gives them a chance to get into the classroom. It still uh, keeps uh, your employees around for what they need to do during the day and you know, we're very flexible. We can put classes when you all need to, to have them. So it, it makes a great partnership for both of us. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity for your employees and potentially uh, your next generation of workforce here. Yeah, that sounds tremendous. I mean, it, and also with your comment about uh, within 30 minutes of, of every Hoosier, it's, it, it also gives them a, a career to be involved in while they went to college. I mean, uh, something they can do definitely through the summer and uh, have a qualification and certification and they can still continue if they want on a college path or or uh, keep keep going as an applicator so i think it gives gives young people choices and that's awesome yeah young people or even uh if you've got some employees or if there's adults out there looking for a career change this is a an opportunity there we have a good and a bad problem right now i think about everybody's hiring and uh, you have to you have to have some sort of carrot to dangle in front of them, for lack of a better word, to to say, come to our side. Here is the potential we've got, and uh, as a company, you're willing to make an investment in you as an employee. Great. Yep, I like it, and I appreciate you guys uh, being so gracious to help us develop this curriculum, and hopefully, it leads to uh, uh, several entering this workforce and and desire to do what we need them to do and not just for premier ag but for others as well and uh and we thank you and ivy tech for this opportunity so i don't have anything else so i you? don't either okay david thank you very much for coming well thank you for having me in today it's uh i'm looking forward to the partnership thanks david great thanks that's another episode of the high ground powered by premier companies and uh hit that like and subscribe button if you uh if you appreciate what you've seen and we uh, we thank you for listening